Welcome to Buddha's podcast. We're going to talk about with you all uh, currencies. You know, we've shared that we're working on a Desert Stirrup Pea Flower Pod Project design series, and we're working on a, a second different shape based on one of the petals. And it's not something that's only based on uh, the Desert Stirrup Pea Flower, which is an Australian indigenous plant, but it's also about um, the Eye of Horus or the Eye of Shiva, so it's the Ajna. Uh, and we've spoke also recently about the light language. So this is where this podcast is based, Just this is where we're streaming in this particular one. So if it's your thing, stay tuned. If not, just flick the switch off. But it's something that we're really energised and focused on because in this world where people build dwellings and uh, structures, it's a very heavy, dense structure. And even like the materials used are very dense. Where we come from, the particles, the currencies, structures are simply built by a series of collaborations through frequencies. So... We early in our early days of the podcast, we shared about how nature communicates. Your scientists, biologists, and all those people who have studied in that field are now coming to awareness of how nature speaks to itself. But even that is not even touching the surface to actually how we all commune energetically. And it is still this ecosystem, just like in a more dense world, but it just oscillates differently. Uh, you know, the communication frequencies is how everyone communicates. It's the same when we're building structures. So it's a coagulation uh, or a convergence of currencies or frequencies that come, that join together. They're light particles, so therefore they create the materials required. So it's sort of it's it's an interesting journey because we've come into this world which has a sublime awareness that something is more possible than what you're currently embodying and living because so many of you are very conscious of your energetic streams and that you're going through your own personal shifts, you know, you're going through your own personal changes and, you know, there's so many beings that are, uh, that are work, working through a physical form to share the wonderment of what is Abraham changed or transformed or, or elaborates in a different frequency in sharing the wisdom and so the conversations have been elevated. And there's a lot of other people that are working with different frequencies that are also working on a different way of expressing the all that is or source energy to really shake up the locked belief systems about source energy and infinity itself. Because while everyone has the language that, yeah, everything is infinite, there's still a limitation in belief system as what infinite really is. You know, because the same... Things are being created in the same way, the same Legoland structures are being built on a global scale, even though you've got these amazing people, which all of you are amazing anyway, but who are in a position where they're changing the way cities are structured, the way communities come together and build their structures their structures to, to dwell in, to live in, to thrive in, to provide shelter in some way, to create from as a work environment. But even the understanding of work is shifting. You know, a lot of people now in this world are, are changing the way that they once worked. You know, they're letting go of that everything has to be hard mentality and coming more into the effortless, but also their neediness of having things is shifting. And that's not to say you don't like luxurious items or anything like that or things that have great quality and the way the craftsmanship is in some of the things that are still being built, although the fast and furious is still manifesting in this world. Everything is churned out. 
So there's, a, there's an elevation in understanding in that as well. So this particular pod that we're creating in 2020 and we're hoping to or we're working towards making sure that we get a prototype in some way, it's a bit like if you think of polystyrene foam boxes, you know, those. It, it's filled with these light particles that have come together and created forms and you're able to then carve that out. So a lot of people are using that sort of thing, that technology with uh, building and they're either doing infills of that or they're using the styrofoam box or building blocks and pouring concrete into that to create uh, a shape or a form creating walls and things like that. It's not too dissimilar to that frame of reference, yet energetically the currencies and the frequencies within those currencies are a very different light wave through the soundlessness. And so the particles are shifting the way they take form and shape. So it's a really interesting experience to express in a world that's still in so many ways in a juxtaposition of understandings. You know, you've got people who will never find these kinds of podcasts or, or, or come into contact with people who are creating worlds within worlds through dwellings and things like that because they're on a different frequency then you've got people who will touch base with it only to move on and move into something else because everyone is on their own path and it's perfect for for each person that's on that however where we're coming from with this collaboration is where we embody our main particles you know because we're a series of frequencies we only ever work as a collaborative entity we we don't have an individualism that has a bottom line. <laughs> so coming into a world and touching base and working with others, it still come from that frame of reference that everything comes down to what's the bottom line. It's an interesting experience and expression uh, of the all that is. And it, it creates its own analogy, really, of how we then merge and morph and how we actually manifest this because it's, it's sort of from where we come from in our world that because we've shared this vision with a, a, a form that we're coming through even now, who then liaises with other people who do work in that environment, and most of us do, most most people do, don't they? Or don't you, really? There's a bottom line to things. And, and even when things are gifted, they're still with attachment. There's still this almighty attachment because there's still that energetic flow where, you know, even if you think you've cleared it, that says there's strings attached. And so when you've come into a form that um, that's a little bit more dense as we have, and even though it's a vibratory essence in itself, it's still connected to those who, who do everything with strings attached. You know, even when they, she's come across people who have said, um, you know, it's just gifted. You know, it never really is. And she's a very, very sensitive, so sensitive entity. And so she picks up on that. She can pick up a product and know whether that person creating it has come from source energy in sound alignment or or they haven't been breathing when they've been making it. This is more people who are, who are doing the handcrafted things. Things are automatic through machinery and a lot of it is these days, especially because things are so mass produced. That's different. We don't tap into that at all. But from a physiological point, we can attune to that and know and uh, serve in some small way to help people create an awareness around that. So they change their own pattern with that and keep elevating. And it's the one of the 
roles that Isis plays in her work within Budai and, and others. So we've come to participate in this Bateria Design Co part of our energy, which is interconnected with Budai and visionary art. And creating this, this pod-like structure in the Eye of Horus or the Eye of Shiva, whichever you relate to, and maybe you don't relate to any of it, so maybe feel your own Ajna and feel how that oscillates within that. That resonance has a balance, a synergy and a synchronicity to the balance of how we create the internal interior. So the exterior has this beautiful undulating, undulating wave through it. And then the interior mirrors the retina that's found in your human eyes. Because you know, if you look at the retina, and not through a telescope, uh, a telescope, not through um, a microscope, but um, although some of you might use a telescope, <laughs> looking into the stars that have an eye of Shiva in that. In fact, sometimes on a clear night uh, in Australia, you can see the eye of Horus or the eye of Shiva. It's interesting. You sort of have to go into the soft eye gaze and uh, it will present itself to those who are in that vibration of being open to seeing it. It's fascinating and it's amazing how many gateways and vortexes you align with and attune to. And it really shifts your limited understanding of what infinity is to the next wavelength because, you know, as you're always evolving and growing, there's always going to be more. There's never an absolute you know, unless you become stuck in some way and then it becomes your individual absolute. But in the grand scheme of things in source energy, there are no absolutes at all because as you're always evolving and the frequencies are shifting, then the way things are expressed. So we don't actually use words as such in, in the, our language. We use a lot of light language. And that's we often don't use words at all. So we speak through frequencies which, you know, um, even though words have frequencies, they're not required because the understanding is always present because it's presence itself. So it is a bit of a very different way. But so because we've chosen to come in and birth this design and it's coming from that live stream, it's an interesting process. So we thought we'd share that with you because some of you will be on that journey with uh, Isis and, uh, and Lord Shiva actually and Ganesh. They're very big parts of this um, Creative and creativity, and as is Hanuman. So, for those of you who who have studied um, what you think is those beings, this might give you a very, very different insight to really what they are on a different frequency from where we know them. Uh, because, like anything, people create stories. You know, they did it around Jesus. They've done it around Muktananda. They've done it around all your ancient gurus. People create stories around them, and they're not always the primordial essence of what those resonances are. So this is another way to see them and it's another way to view yoga because it's coming from that yogic understanding, that union, and we're united with all of them to participate in this and see how we can manifest this and bridge in a way, even though there's no such thing in essence. It's a way to connect, you know, and it's a, it's a vibration that when you're in this structure, it's so alive that it actually speaks to you. <laughs> energetically, which is really coming home because we know a lot of you, which is why we've done this podcast in this now moment, a lot of you feel that call to come home. You know, when you're going on, you've got a place to, to dwell in, you know, a structure that houses you, you know, and gives you shelter from the rain and, and extreme weathers and all those sort of things. And some of you we know don't. So, you know, um, we'll cover that soon. 
not in this podcast, so, but, uh, and some of you find it difficult to create that, you know, you, you come close to it, but you really struggle with that, and that's, that's an interesting journey as well. Not always an easy one in this world that is very based on the haves and have-nots, but where we come from, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as haves and have-nots. It's just all that is, and we're constantly interrelating in um, particles. So when we, so the, the, when we talk about the, the, the vehicle or the, the structure that we're building is actually uh, conscious, it actually does have an ability to communicate to those who pass through it, which is fascinating really. And it's, it's funny because a lot of the really uh, ancient indigenous cultures of this world, they understood that. That's why they always moved around. They always, you know, they, they never overused resources because they didn't, they didn't come from, from a place of neediness. They came from a place of connectivity. And we always connected with those beings, you know, those people. Because they were so open, you know. Everyone sort of um, dulled their sensitivity to all of this over the centuries in this earth. And so, you know... There's people that have been seeding themselves along the pathways over the hundreds of years to keep all that vibrational understanding in essence alive in the different in the worlds that you're all creating. But it's changing again, you know, and Gaia is is enforcing this change through uh, the way she's expressing herself through climates and uh, you know. And Gay doesn't perceive catastrophic climate change. She's, it, it's, it's a natural flow of sh changing how people relate to Earth itself coming into the playfulness. And it's something that Ayurveda, in its original um, sourced energy, really uh, shared the wisdom of, you know, in the very basic form of Vastu Shastra, which was really about the dance of the elements, not about if you go in that room, you're going to be more prosperous, although we understand that people are into that and we... Uh, namaste, we <laughs> all good. However, where we know it to come from, it was simply the dance of the elements where, you know, certain tributaries within your dwellings were easier to flow through, you know, when you cease to be the, the blockage of that. So it's a very different um, way to view it. And uh, we also understood that the particles within the elements were very conscious. So there was no bad luck. There's no, you know, there's no such thing where we come from. And really, it's only of people's own creativity that they've created that understanding in the first place. But whatever is your flow is your flow. And uh, we respect where everyone's coming from. So back to this this design pod-based series, back into the flow of the Eye of Horus. So you'll see a lot of that with... Um, uh, in depicted in drawings and depicted in Egypt and depicted now globally. You've got, gosh, it's everywhere on the internet. However, just because you see a drawing of it, it's what's embodied in the energetics of the drawing that makes the difference. So because if you connect to the vibration, then the energy will be in the drawing. If you're not connecting to the vibration, then the energy is not in the drawing. It's simply a linear concept. But when you do connect with that energetically, you know, it's not about perfecting your brushstroke when you're creating an image. It's not about perfecting anything. It's about resonating with it. And in that resonance, it doesn't matter if your lines are wobbly or you've smudged it in a different place. The vibration and intention of that vibration is anchored in that frequency. And that's a really important point we're making. And while we're using the Eye of Horus or, or the Eye of Shiva or Ajna to 
bring about an analogy, an analogy of something, it actually is how energy flows in this time continuum, which will change as we, you know, are able to share more understandings with it. And you'll find, you know, a lot of people who are doing this sort of work, Abraham's one of them, Abraham um, changed the way it was conversing and it is still changing it to help people shake up their locked understanding. And it's only come about because people have desired it. Because nothing can be shared unless people are open to be re receiving the information. Not to tell you something is it exacting, but to share something. That if it resonates, if it great, if it doesn't, great as well. Because we're everyone in the whole of the cosmos is oscillating at different frequencies and different flows and different understandings. But it opens gateways for more information to come through and then what you do with that information is totally up to each person in reception of that information. But it's also coming directly to you, not ex as an external source, but directly. So when we have a discourse with Lord Ganesh, it's directly interrelated, coming through as him, of him, but relating through the vehicle that he's also in, which is the vehicle that we're in. So because particles are conscious, and while to, to someone external to this body, they might see a physical form, yes, it's female, we actually only recognise it as particles that have taken a coagulation or a convergence in some way of light. And so therefore Ganesh is moving through that, Lord Shiva moves through that, Pravati moves through that, Lakshmi moves through that, we move through that, um, and we move through that of that. In other words, we're the cells within that vehicle, in the, in the time continuum that we're sharing it. So it's a quantum physics. So <laughs> and this is, this is part of what quantum physics is if you need to label it with something. And it's actually what Ayurveda is. <laughs> in so many ways, it's, it really understands the well-being of the isness, and the, the 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 more you can surrender blockages within your um, flow, the more you keep expanding and you become lighter and lighter and lighter. But with that shifting, you change what your desires and needs are. You know, everything's like you realize that you don't have to carry so much baggage around. You know, if you move house in this world, you have to get a truck loaded up and it's full of stuff. And sometimes you have so much stuff, it has to go in storage. <laughs> so it sits in storage until you're ready to go or you find more space to put that stuff. You know, and there's a lot of people, yes, the tiny house movement is big, right? It's And it's gaining momentum. And there was a survey done in your world where it stated that people are downsizing the size of their home because at some stage in your world, it went stratospherically huge. There were so many empty rooms that people wandered around these empty rooms and then they realised they had to fill them up with stuff. <laughs> and stressful, right? Because you had to find ways to maintain that stuff and then buy more stuff because then you had to find ways to bring more currencies into your world and uh, so you could buy more stuff and then that stuff needs maintenance. So you need to upkeep that stuff. So then the priority shifted and now because climates are changing around the world globally, which is a natural phenomena in so many ways, you know, in so many ways, not always, but in so many ways, definitely not in all ways, Def we definitely acknowledge that. And some of it has been enforced, but a lot of it is also a natural change because Earth itself wants to change the way it's structuring itself and also the way those inhabitants within that symbiosis and ecosystem are structuring their dwellings, you know. So it's a good wake-up call for humanity globally to change the way they're building their structures, their they're building these astronomical high-rises and, 
and uh, they're, you know, the foundations that are digging into the earth and and the weight ratio that it's placing because the materials are piercing, constantly piercing her. And then there's, um, you know, the annihilation of the green world, you know, and so then there's so many people scurrying around planting trees and, and definitely, gosh, we're part of, we love self-seeding and we, we self-seed as trees and, and other things as well. So as do you, even if you're not aware of it. And creating more space because space is so important to the flow in peacefulness. We require space within ourselves. We require space as an external um, expression of what is. So all these things are important rather than, you know, climbing all over each other and it's uncomfortable and uh, creates a friction that's not always a, a healthy one. All these come into the play when you're creating your world. And the world that the, we've we're experiencing as we've come through this nanosecond to really in the moment in the grand scheme of things, it's a nanosecond in our flow, um, then the world is really has this amazing opportunity to change the way you speak with one another, the way you communicate with one another, the way you build your dwellings, shelters, the way you share, the way you create, letting go of the need to... to um, you know, create through fear, the, the letting go of the need to carry so much stuff and keep buying more stuff, you know, manufacture more stuff. You know, there's so many things that we do, all for the almighty what? <laughs> Piece of paper that says there's a, a value on it. So the value system globally is shifting, you know, and it doesn't mean you do without. In fact, far from it, you have more than ever. But it's done through equanimity. It's not through taking from another. When a gift is given, it's truly given. There's no strings attached. So notice we started off with the building and, and the pod design that we're, we're creating through that polystyrene effect with those light particles. At least we'll be doing the model version of that in the beginning. And then over the coming 2020 era, then we'll be uh, projecting that out into the world in a different way and we'll create a prototype of that. In Australia, we're doing that. So why would we be saying everything we're saying about Gaia? Because it's all connected. More energies from different um, existences, different frequencies of coming in as part of that convergence to bring those different architectural type designs. Nature is sharing its patterns more physically. Um, it's bringing attention to the botanists of the world and you're all botanists in so many ways. It's not about what you call a plant because a plant doesn't call itself that anyway. It's simply communicating without taking, communicating and, and not using it for your own gain. It's such a different way. It's true symbiotic communication. It's symbiosis in every particle, every dance of the elements. And so it's all interconnected, you know, letting go of that neediness to have more and more and more, but coming through that more and more space of fear rather than, yes, I would like to create something, but it's not fear-based of I won't have this or I can't have this or I'll never have enough of this or I'm not enough of this. And so Sentosa, you know, in the eight limbs, eight limbs of yoga was an amazing um, attribute or contribution to the world that Paranjali, Lord Shiva, um, birthed into a science uh, to share with the world. And even though people are still trying to understand it, if you sit with the word, the meaning will be conveyed. It's not about looking up the dictionary by all means. The vibration of the essence of the eight limbs will show. You're, you'll find you'll grow eight limbs. You know that's the symbolic, symbolic uh, flow of the, some of the deities when you can see all their limbs. You know it's the eight limbs, and there's so many uh, symbolic meanings with all of that. 
rather than that physical dense um, understanding. Because remember, those beings come from light understanding. They come from light language and beyond, and uh, as do we. But your particles are that as well. It's just that sometimes they've been dormant for so long. So in the last few uh, podcasts, we've shared about different neurons that are awakening within your system. It's not that they've never been there or they just haven't been recognized, but it's also a conscious shift where they're desiring to come into playfulness in your humanity and shifting that care option to... Uh, um, you know, a, a sound frequency vibration that's simply permeating through. So, but when you're trying to hold, and one of the things that, you know, one of our lovely podcast um, community uh, listeners shared with us was that paradigm uh, struggle when you're trying to fit into different so-called paradigms and it can fragment you. Yeah, you can feel really, you can feel like this separation of bipolaring of self or a, uh, a scattering of self where you've got to rein it all in because you're trying to fit. It's like having um, eight feet and trying to fit all those feet into different worlds but still walk and stay steady. It, obviously, eight is infinity. Everything is possible, right? However, when you're working in your, your two shoes or your two, two feet then, or if you don't have legs, then however you're feeling your mobility, when you're trying to fit in to too many worlds that you're not really aligned with anymore, it will just be a struggle and it will be um, splinter. It will fragment you and it's exhausting. And, uh, and yeah, then you come across conversations with people that they won't get you. And it's understandable. Not a lot of people will get this podcast but those who it's for will definitely resonate with it on many different sound waves and they'll keep on resonating as they themselves shift. So it doesn't matter whether it's about this or about something else, no matter what's going on in your life, when you're struggling to fit into something, then you've come out of your own aligned spatial sense of self and uh, it causes fragmenting and it causes an upset in your, your um, archetype. But if you then come back into your feeling of um, self and give yourself the space, you'll feel really at home again. It's like when you go, when you're you're shifting your frequency and all of a sudden you get this internal impulse that you just want to go home. And it's not like you aren't sitting in your own place because this is probably, you know, you're sitting in your home or, you know, maybe you're staying somewhere else for work or, or you're on holidays but you're looking forward to going home to wherever that is. Often what we're talking about is not that even that's that place. You know, we have something we're constructing down in a place called the Riverina. It's a district down southwest in Australia, New South Wales. And, you know, we could say it's a place where we're creating um, a collaborative project, but we could not say that it is our home because our home is the essence of the frequencies that we embody. And when we're not, it, when when people aren't in that resonance of their frequencies that they're at home with, then they get this feeling, this calling, like I just want to go home. So it's a really, um, it's a help, a healthful understanding, and really primordially great for your well-being to understand where you're coming from. It doesn't matter. It could be just something like 
a job that you're in but you're not really in it because you don't feel at home in it. You don't feel like it's something that you can thrive within. It can be on all different frequencies. It's not only about where we're coming from and uh, what we're talking about. It's on any frequency. That feeling of not being at home, that, that call to come home to self comes out as you shift and, and it will happen. Each time you shift, you'll get this feeling of wanting to come home. So this body went through it just recently as we shifted um, the vibration of the frequencies of the cells. So then she could then also participate in this new design because she was struggling. She has the concept because visually she's very, very in tune with creating through the vortexes. And so while you might pick up an iPad and draw it, she actually picks up the frequency and starts drawing <laughs> through frequencies. So the frequencies create the image. And one of the things she spoke to us about was, uh, well, how do I convey that to the engineer? How do I convey that? Because I can't seem to emulate it through the technology of this world, which is an iPad or the computer, you know. I could sort of draw it just with a simple pencil, which a lot of you would relate to, right? It's easier to sketch it rather than use the computer. But then a lot of you have grown up with that sort of thing, and so you find that easier than picking up a sketch pad. But there's something very different there's a different energy when you pick up a pencil and you just sketch on a pad notepad you know it's it's a different embodied energy all beautiful but just different but the frequencies for her her natural way of communicating and she communicates with all of us that way all the time in fact she very uses very rarely uses words in her everyday she really doesn't communicate with people and uses words she spends all her time and it looks like she's on her own a lot but because just she's around all of what we are which isn't always visible to a mass populace. So when she's creating these pods, and she's one of the instigators of the Desert Dirt Pea Pod series, this particular one, which she herself is in the process of organising, so we can start creating that in 2020 in your world, 2020 in your world. And uh, But she, it was like looking at, okay, so how could we show you that? So if you look at the night sky, wherever you are in the world, you know, we're in Australia through this body, but wherever you are, you look at the starry night. And at the night, if you can imagine, so from some places you might see the saucepan and it's, you know, you can actually see the shape of a saucepan. So this is how this body creates all her designs and there's so many more coming. She's got a deluge that is just downloading, but she actually draws through a night sky. <laughs> she loves it. She spends what you think is, like, if someone watched her, she'd be doing it 24 hours of your day, but she slips through time continuum, so <laughs> she's constantly doing this. But it's exactly like you looking at the, um, yeah, the saucepan when you look at that, um, or Orion, you know, you've got all these different uh, shapes in there that you actually can see. Well, this is how the designs come to her. It's like looking at the night sky and she can actually see the shapes. And, of course, looking at the night sky, she can go into a 3D concept. And so that's a really for easy for her. It's a really easy way for her to design everything she is going to be designing, especially in 2020. It's a huge manifestation in that way to create places where people can, can thrive, you know, when you have shelter in but it's there's a synergy in these there's a vibration and it just has these you'd have to experience you know experience is is, is such a wonderful gift in this world but how do you then one of her questions even today before we started this podcast was how am I going to share this with the the engineer how am I going to share what I'm saying and of course 
we're very fortunate because he's also very much into physics and so and and it is insightful so to a degree he'll understand it but in order for him to understand where she's coming from he will need to also let go of all his training in engineering <laughs> like everything right because as we're all growing you let go of what you once thought you knew so you can make way for something else no different to listening to this podcast, you know. Um, and it's no different to when the person created the telephone or the person created the first aeroplane. You know, there's there's that – or the first person that actually uh, started uh, sharing the frequencies from other worlds, you know, the first brave person that did that in a world that was very shut down. We would say that's very brave of them, <laughs> you know, because people, when they're afraid of something, they attack, you know. And you've got, in your world, you've got people who actually troll through your media systems uh, just to be disparaging about something or someone, you know. But in this world, we're also very fortunate to share because so many of you are so awakened to the fact that there are um, bots in your uh, microbes, in your computer systems where they do these sort of, th sort of things. And so most of you don't take any notice, you know, you see them, recognise what they are and you move on, you know, and eventually they won't even exist because there'll be no audience for them anymore. So for those people who are scared to just share their wonderment because there's, there's billions of people in the world, there is always going to be someone that needs to hear what you have to say because they're on the same wavelength and maybe they're apprehensive about sharing their isness, you know. And it's not about selling something to someone, which is a nice change. It's about sharing and recognising currencies are flowing and then when you're sharing currencies, there's no lack. It can only ever be abundant. And so letting the different currencies manifest, everyone feels that they're thriving, you know, makes a big difference. So we just wanted to share with that with you, but we thought we'd just talk to you just a little bit more before we uh, say goodbye for this podcast. So frequencies and dwellings, it's a huge thing because there's still a lot of people that don't have dwellings to live in within your world, don't have that protection from extreme climates and weather. Um, then you've got people who have so much space in their dwellings that they um, could get lost in them from other family members. So the, the change that's happening in your earth at the moment is that understanding that will, that questioning, that self-inquirer is being um, heard in so many ways in all around the world is what do I really require to live well, you know, not to uh, live just to work hard, but actually to live and, and, and what, is, what is it that I enjoy in my life? What is it that will help me to love rising and shining every morning? that I actually look forward to, well, what I'm going to create today and then sharing that vibe in your work environment, changing the way people interrelate in your work environment and at home and in within your family nucleus and all those sort of things. And globally, you know, the yogic community was one of the first communities in that way that were letting go of that fear based of being in lack that there wouldn't be enough people to share the joys of yoga. And then there's people that are coming in with that and sharing the ancient wisdom of that. It's not simply about asanas or yoga postures. It goes so much deeper than that. And it wasn't that that information wasn't already there. It's been around and it will always be around. But it wasn't being shared because it lost a lot of its uh, heart and soul in it and became more about physical fitness. But physical fitness in your world... Uh, 
wasn't always the way it was shared and now it's coming back full circle and physical fitness is coming through the dance of the elements, which can be in so many things. Your body can come into an aligned healthfulness just by participating and creating things that you love to be in. Physical wellness comes from source energy in that state of wellness because there's no such thing as diseasement. Diseasement is created through a discarnating, disconnected stream. So that's the main thing we wanted to share about how that and that we're sort of sharing snippets of something that would over time we're going to share it in the podcast to bring this together. We're popping over to Patreon because it gives us a chance to share some videos that's happening in 2020. Be patient, it's not our skill level when it comes to computers and uh, softwares. It is when it comes to how Isis creates through looking at a nice sky and that's how she draws. <laughs> through that 3D dimension. And uh, so we'll navigate that to a little bit, only in the first six months. The second six months is more about where uh, um, our colleague Isis draws from, which is the night sky. So that'll be an interesting experience. <laughs> but that's, that's the communication and that's how we'll become the embodied energy. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to this. It's not going to be for everyone, but if you've got some small... Uh, snippet of uh, resonance, then that is amazing. If you didn't, it's all wonderful. We have huge gratitude for you. We know that you're busy and you've got a lot going on in your worlds. Uh, so we do look forward to catching you in the next podcast. Namaste. Oh, and feel free to share. If you've got something that you want to send out into the airwaves, uh, there's something you want to go deeper into design work when it comes to architecture, patterns of nature, ecology, biology, all those sort of things are right up our alley. It's where we embody in where we come from. It's not a world you know, but it's certainly one that you will come to know uh, over Earth Gaia's own shifting because her consciousness has always been connected to where we come from. and uh, But she's being more in her revelation of that. In other words, she's revealing more and more of herself in infinite ways. And if you're ready to see her as that, then gosh, you'll know no limits and you'll feel the sense of gratitude just for being alive in this, this current time frame. So thank you for listening yes, yes again and uh, bye for now. Namaste.